The following program is intended for mature audiences. You're listening to Bottom Shelf Recording Talk. Sounds boring. Oh my, yeah. With your hosts, James Seabrook. Okay, you were paying attention, but the idea is clear in my head, but translating it into English is not. That's brutal. I understand the hypocrisy. And Joey Roach. I don't even know what you do. I was just told you were the man. Some people would say I'm overconfident. That could be my ego talking, though. I'm trying to think of the right word. Oh. Yeah. Must be a tough word. Next subject. Uh, you're bored with this one? You don't hear us gassing on about it. Give you in the horn. I don't think it means what you think it means. By the way, you know, when you're when you're telling these little stories, you have a big mouth. Here's a good idea. What are you even talking about? Have a point. Why are you airing personal matters with complete strangers? It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. I'm already forgetting some of the things that I wanted to talk about. Yay. Sitting here listening to the intro, uh, waiting for the start of the show, and I'm already thinking, wait, what was that I wanted to ask? What was that I wanted to talk about? Uh-huh. You need to write them down, man. I need to. I, I give you hell all the time for not doing enough show prep, and here I am doing the exact same thing. <laughs> Of course, you still hypocrite. Don't do <laughs> I I am one of the biggest hypocrites I know. Oh, I, I know. I can understand that. <laughs> I agree. Um, okay, so you know what? I'm just going to bring you right in because I feel awkward already. Just like you're staring at me off to the side. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have um, Joey's back, uh, being away for a week. Uh, I wasn't away for a week. I was you only were away there for, for like six hours. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it just happened to coincide with the six hours that. Yeah, that, it was a day that we usually do a podcast, and I was already in Calgary at the time that you were recording. Mm-hmm. Which is amusing. In no way. I was actually probably <clears throat> at the store, like getting ready to. 9 a.m.? 9 a.m.? No, I was having breakfast at 9. Yeah. So I was getting ready to go to the store. Fair enough. To. Yeah, you missed Learned nothing. Um, you missed Glenn joined us randomly and just called me at 15 minutes to and said, I'm showing up. Um, wasn't a planned thing. Uh, I, I, Garrett was calm and patient enough to put up with Glenn's rambling, which is hilarious as always. Hmm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but more importantly than you being back, we have a guest. We haven't really had a guest in quite a while. I don't think anyway. We haven't really had, had a guest in a while. Um, I should have done more show prep so that I'd know, you know, how to introduce you and, right. and all that kind of stuff. Can I just use like your full name or do you want me to use like your childhood nickname or? Uh, just or do, uh, Byron, Byron is fine. Good. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So <clears throat> we have Byron. You mm-hmm. don't want me to use family names or anything like that? No. Uh, whatever. All right. Yeah. I don't care. Fair enough. <laughs> um, and you are, I'm going to give you my um, my summation of your, we're not going to dive into too much personal stuff. Um, That's good. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to keep it mostly on the, on the recording music um, side of things. Uh, I do want to talk about. He movie. says before he enters a tangent. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I tangent a lot, and mm-hmm. I have trouble staying on topic. Um, I do want to. I do want to talk a little bit about your movie, um, and a little bit about the new project you're working on. Okay. Um, so, you 
as a teen, you started a band called The Hollywood Ending. Yeah. Um, then late teens, you recorded with Misery Signals and worked with Devin Townsend. That's right. Yeah. Um, in your 20s, you went on to uh, write and fund an independent movie. Mm hmm. Um, which is still uh, still in the post production phase, right? Yeah. And you are now currently working on a new um, a new project with a with a writing partner, um, and that's what we're working on. That's uh, right. The last couple of weeks and and um, today and this week and today. Okay, so I got all that right. Yeah. Did I miss anything? Any any cool major events in there? Or? No, 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 okay. not that I can think of. Sweet, yeah, no, that was good. We're done. So, how did you um, the 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 Devon Townsend thing is 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 really interesting to me? Okay, because um, I use I use a quote that you told me that he told you. Okay. Um, in the studio here all the time. Oh, do you? And, uh, and I don't know if I remember this. You, you, you will. You will the moment I say it. Okay. Um, and Joey's heard me say it a, a few times. I think <clears> I even <throat> mentioned it on the podcast. Um, but I don't want to start there. I kind of want to start chronologically. Sure. Um, you, uh, the, the band that you were in, in, in your teens, that was the Hollywood ending, That's right? right. Um, did you guys ever do an actual studio recording? No, we, I think the farthest we got was a four song EP. We just did like it a, in a friend's studio. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and how far, aside from the EP, how far did the band, how far did the band go? Like, well, yeah. you know, not really that far. No? <laughs> um, I think, I think we gained, seemingly gained some traction mm -hmm. locally. Okay. Um, and, you know, we did have some, I guess we had, there must have been some people interested, uh, yeah. you know, throughout Canada and the U.S. Even parts, you know, I would occasionally get emails from people in the U.K. and stuff like that. And I don't really know how that happened, but. I don't know how they heard of it, but, <laughs> but as far as that, you know, we didn't, uh, we didn't, we weren't able to tour really that with that much with that band. Really? Yeah. We did like just a couple little things, but, okay. um, yeah, it didn't go too far. The, you know, some of the members had other projects that were, I guess those projects took precedent. Right. Yeah. Um, Two of them went on to be producers. Is that right? Uh, I think Greg was one of the he he played guitar. Yeah, um, it's uh, Joey. That's Greg Wright. Oh, just to keep the oh, you know circle Greg? of connection. Greg's, Everyone knows Greg. Greg's, Everyone knows Greg. <laughs> Greg's pretty influential in town here. Is he? Yeah, he's. Um, What's he been up to? Uh, he's uh, he's running his own um, home studio. Oh, um, he just had his second kid. Yeah, um, I had just heard that the other day. Yeah, uh, and and he's one of the he's one of the more sought after um, rock and hard rock um, uh, live engineers. Okay, 
makes his makes his living exclusively through through sound and music and and that kind of stuff. Good for him. I haven't yeah. talked with him in years. Yeah, you guys had a you guys had a falling out after the Hollywood ending, right? Uh, yeah, somewhat of a falling out. It, it's teens, right? It's it's teen early twenties by this point. Um, yeah, we were working on a, a new project, and they had decided they didn't want me in the band anymore. Mm. So, gotcha. Yeah, that's fair. That was it. Breakups yeah. are tough. Well, and, and and that's the thing, right? I got first tangent of the day. Um, I, I went grocery shopping yesterday, mm-hmm. and the lady at the checkout that was running through all my things, I do my customary, hi, how are you doing? Um, and she breaks into a story about how she just got dumped after a seven-year relationship. Oh. And, and so I had... $180 worth of groceries lined up that I had to listen to yeah. her sad story <laughs> while she's running things through. Okay, sorry. Breakups are tough. That's right. It's good that you could be there for her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, I, I didn't really have anything to say. It was well, You didn't have to say anything, man. You just, just had listen, to listen. I suppose. I suppose. Okay, so, um, so the Hollywood ending... Um, the other one was, uh, and I can never remember the guy's last name, Matt. Is that right? No, no. He, maybe he knew you through a different project. I met this, um, I met this guitar player. He went on to be a country guitar player. Oh yeah. Matt McKay. Matt McKay. Yeah. yeah. So, so that, that he wasn't involved in the Hollywood ending? No. Okay. That was a different project. That was a, yeah, that was much earlier. I think we were okay. 14. 15 cool. or something like that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I met him in 2008 and he was playing guitar. It was a stampede thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I met him again in 2009. Um, and he was producing some up and coming country artist. Oh. But it firmly entrenched himself in country music. Yeah. I haven't seen him since then, but. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, I know as much as you do. There you go. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, so the Hollywood ending, um, did you guys do many or much, um, Canada wide? Not really. No, no, no. Um, any radio play? I must've just been, cause the call, I understood that we were getting played on college radio stations. Mm. And again, I don't know how that happened, but yeah, fair enough. If you're not the one sending them out to stations, yeah. right? Um, we, I mean, we did have our stuff online. Uh, you still have the MySpace up, I think. Is it still up? I, I think so, yeah. So, yeah, I think people were able to download anything cool. there. So. Sweet. Um, I know um, the local college radio station, CGSR, they, um, they play a lot of stuff just streamed off of, off of websites. And that, yeah. Hmm. yeah. Which is pretty cool that it is they're... Cool. As long as they log it, mm-hmm. then they're they're good to go. Um, okay, so <clears throat> after the Hollywood ending, um, you had a. I'm going to throw some some possible um, things that I thought you might have done around. Um, you had a local. You started working with shout out out out. Is that right? No, no. You started working with someone locally, 
Yeah, but this is probably more into your twenties. Um, I remember when when we moved when we moved that contraption into your basement suite. Mm-hmm. You were working with someone at that yes. point. Yes. Uh, so those were those were the guys from some of the guys from Drive by Punch. Mm. They were local. They were yeah yeah, and they had started a band called the Hot Business. Right. And I had been working with them. Gotcha. Yeah. And that didn't go very far. It didn't go very far. No. Yeah. Fair enough. So many projects don't. Don't, yeah. <laughs> okay, so then, so then how did you go from, from not really doing much of anything with the Hollywood ending? And for some reason, Joey, I have them built up in my head as though they were a legitimate big deal. I, I think... I... I, 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 I because that was that was well, around the time I that, recognize the name. I don't think I ever went to a show though. Yeah, I mean, that was. I think I might have seen like a poster or two that had the that was the name on it or something. That was ten, yeah. twelve, fourteen years ago, right? Yeah. 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 Jesus. Yeah. We're all oh. getting old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. So I well I I guess to. We're struggling for context, I guess. Like <laughs> <laughs> context, think, what's that? <laughs> I think that we were not not a big deal. Hmm. I, I don't know. I think well, there were. It seemed there were a lot of people into it. Well, you <clears throat> that was that was right around the time. Like that was that was two thousand four, two thousand six era, right? Yeah. And that was I right around so. the, that was right around the time when the when the kind of um, new metal screamo thing was super popular, um, or at least it was going through that explosion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of what you guys kind of what so. you guys were, right? I think if I had to categorize it, I, I would say that it was sort of like post post hardcore. Hmm. Yeah, type stuff. Well, that was around the time when a lot of people were using that word. There's still there's still lots of kids that use that word today, and I always look at them. It's like I don't I don't know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was apparently a part of that scene, and I don't know what they mean. (laughs) (laughs) There you go, right? Um, Okay, so so then, how did the transition from the Hollywood ending, Mm -hmm. local band having local success? to go to you working with um, the band Misery Signals, who um, is a pretty big deal in Canada in their scene, mm-hmm. and uh, Stuart Townsend. To, Dev I, I Stuart. That, Devin. I got that wrong again. <laughs> well, I, I said the same thing yesterday, and he had to correct me. <laughs> um, and that guy's a really big name in Canada. <laughs> Hell, he's a big name in the U.S. Devin Townsend? Yeah, yeah. he's a big name everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I actually, um, I didn't know anything about him until um, until you mentioned him the first time. Well, I, that mm-hmm. was probably ten years ago. You mentioned it, but um, and then I dig into his stuff, and I'm like, I really enjoy this. What, is, what were you listening to? Strapping? Oh, dude, I have no idea. That's, okay. that was that was so long ago, and <laughs> and I probably haven't I probably haven't paid any attention to it yeah. since. But okay, yeah. Um, well, how that happens. Stuart Ross played in the Hollywood ending. Mm-hmm. And then 
after some time, he went to play in Misery Signals. Right. So when they were, yeah, they were going to record that first full length. That was the instrumental one, right? No. The first full length Misery Signals did, as, as Misery Signals. Yeah. Was uh, of Malice and the Magnum Heart. Okay. So that was the one that I was on. Okay. Anyway, so Stu joined the band. And uh, I don't know, they, I can't remember who it was or if all of, all of them really wanted it, but someone came to me and asked if I would see if I could put some vocals to one of their tracks. Right. And then I did, and then we. And they did that record with Devin Townsend. They did, in uh, Vancouver. Right. Yeah. That was it. Was that at Mushroom? That was, was at, at Greenhouse. Greenhouse. Yeah. Having not spent a lot of time in Vancouver studio scene, I, I get a lot of them confused. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was what was that what was that um, what was that session like? Uh, super stressful for me. <laughs> Why so? Um, well, it was all. Recording in a in a I guess recording in an environment like that mm. uh, with you know with people that I feel are very skilled, right, and you know very serious about what they do. Uh, I think I felt ill-equipped <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, I was I don't you know I wasn't sure how I could have prepared for that. Um, you know, it wasn't, the whole thing wasn't totally stressful, but it, you know, of course I enjoyed it and was, you know, at times just kind of blown away at how these things happen. But, um, it was kind of wild. I mean, Devin was, you know, he's kind of a wild character. Yeah. And I was, you know, I was still a kid. I, I felt like, yeah, completely over my head, you know? So, <laughs> so what, um, um, we have a couple of listeners that, that always poke us for not diving into the tech stuff enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's, let, let's pause on this and, and, um, what do you remember about the setup? Like, did you, did you, did they have you in a, in a smaller ISO booth or did they have you in kind of the big room? They had me in a big room, uh, and had just placed some dividers around me. Right. Okay. For the most part, yeah. So they sort of made this booth around me in the large room. Nice. Yeah. Okay. That'd be the way to do it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. If we had the space here, that's how I'd, I'd want to do it. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice. Cool. Don't get yeah. it in that sweaty friggin' box. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they'd already done. They'd already done the rest of the recording, like the track was pretty much pretty much done yeah up until your parts yeah okay. yeah yeah so we spent a few days just trying to get my parts down you spent a couple of days on it eh? well we would work on and off you know okay i uh, i guess you're trying to maintain your vocal cords without wearing mm-hmm. them out right yeah and i mean i was completely at you know the mercy of devin townsend and how you know i don't know what the schedule was that he had in mind, but I mean, again, it, you know, this is where I felt like, man, these people are, 
these people are professional at what they're doing. <laughs> like there's so much going on. There's so much that goes into making a record. Yeah. So, and the time frame was a month. Okay. And, you know, everyone was busy like all day long. So, you know, there'd be something happening that you know, Devin had to sort of keep track or, you know, keep tabs on. And then we'd have a, maybe two or three hours where we could track vocals and then gotcha and then something else would come up and he would you know we'd put it on pause and move on so that's crazy yeah um <clears throat> what uh what kind of things did he put you through like did he just um you hear stories all the time about about slave driving producers or or guys that play mind games or, uh, <laughs> you know well you know he was he was always a straight up dude and, and really helpful like you know in coaching me through the process cool um, there was I remember one night in particular and I think I pissed him off <laughs> well I'm certain I did um I felt really anxious. I just wanted to get it done. Hmm. And I, you know, we were close to getting it. Right. It had been a long day for him, especially. And uh, I, I can't remember what time it was, but it was like time to stop. Right. And I was like, Devin, man, I really want to keep going. Like, we're so close. And he's like, man, I think we should like call it a day. And I was like, no, man, please. Can we just, you know? <laughs> and so we did that for maybe another, I don't know how long, but. He would, uh, you know, he'd hit record and, you know, three, you know, I'd sing a part and three seconds later he would just stop me and go, that was flat. We'd start it again. <laughs> and that happened, I don't know, 20 times. Right. Until finally, like, someone else was like, yeah, maybe we should just, <laughs> maybe the day's done. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, other than that, like, there wasn't, he didn't really... No, he was a really, you know, with his process and his methods, he was really kind. And very cool. Yeah. Um, he seems like somebody who would be very high energy in the studio. At least, like, his uh, <laughs> his reputation. persona outside of studio, Rene, gives him that impression. Uh, yeah. He, uh, yeah, I could see that. At times, he was pretty high energy. Um and he would do he would do some weird things that you know, especially to me, like this is all new. But he would, as a producer, you know, he would hear something that he think you know that he thought should be there, you know, sonically something, and he would just you know, get an engineer to set up a mic and he would sing it, and that ended up in the mix. <laughs> okay. Just stuff like that. Just nonsense. Like no, no words or anything. Just, just, noises. just notes. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we're like, what is he doing? And then when you hear it back and it's like, oh, yeah. wow, wow, that's amazing. So super creative guy. Sweet. Yeah. Um, the, uh, this is, this is, this is a story you told me maybe 10 years ago. Mm. Um, or maybe even, you know what? I bet it was that first session we did here at the studio, which was probably six years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, you were telling me a story of 
of him giving you some of the best singing advice you'd ever gotten up to that point. Okay. Um, I've forgotten this. But do you, do, you, do you remember it now? No. Nope. No. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, Maybe I should have, though. <laughs> well, As it turns out to be someone completely different. <laughs> right? That would be par for the course for me. Yeah. Um, so you were, I guess this would, probably would have been early in the process, but you were young. You were trying to sound like something. Mm-hmm. And he stopped you and said, don't try to sound like anybody just hit the note you'll sound like yourself right. and that's the important thing right um and i've used that i've used that exact that exact advice here i i probably use it two or three times a year oh, i'm sure you do yeah well it it cuz it cuz it, it it's such it, something i'd never thought of until you'd mentioned it uh, but it's such good advice that there's there's so many young singers and so many older singers that are just new-ish to singing or still trying to sound like like Eddie Vedder or something. Yeah. Um, that they're trying to sound like something and they're not allowing themselves to sing the way they, they are. Yeah. Right? Um, and because they're trying so hard to sound like something they're not, they can't hit a note. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're more focused on I think some of it's unconscious too, but they are subconscious. They they're trying to achieve a tone of something that they think or someone that they think sounds good. Right. So that, you know, whoever that person is or whatever that sound is, that's mm-hmm. the precedent and that's what they're going for. And then they yeah. They just, Unfortunately, yeah. They mess everything up. Singing good gets sidelined. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. And that's, and I mean, I, I can understand, I can understand the, um, the desire to achieve a certain vocal tone. Mm-hmm. Um, I go, I go, I don't sing a ton anymore, but I go through a half hour process of rediscovering that tone of mind that I really like. Yeah. Um, and so I, I can understand the value in that, but when it's getting in the way of, yeah. Hitting notes. Mm-hmm. That entirely is just in the inexperience and it needs that. Totally. Yeah. yeah I, I sort of remember that now. And yeah, that was value, very valuable advice. Yeah. yeah well, it, it, you, the way you described it was, was that was the point where you actually started to be able to sing mm-hmm. um, rather than just perform. Right. Right. Um, that's the, those, those weren't the words you used, but. I don't know. That's something I still have to remind myself of, though, even today, you know? Right. And, I mean, I, by no means do I consider myself to be that great of a singer, but, yeah, it's important that I focus on just trying to hit those notes, to sing it, like, right. naturally, and, and the way I would. Exactly, right? Yeah. Um, believe it or not, the, this session that we're doing, that we're doing um, the last couple of weeks and, and today... Um, this is the first time outside of the Hollywood ending and that misery signals thing that mm-hmm. I think I've actually heard you sing. Okay. Um, and I'm not at all, not at all what I expect when I hear you talk. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> although the, believe it or not, the, uh, the yelly stuff that you did, that's, that makes sense to me. Okay. But the singing stuff was all, was all just, this doesn't sound like, this is not, when I close my eyes and I picture Byron singing, Right. this is not what I hear. Huh. <laughs> and that's not a bad thing, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure how I'm supposed to take that. But. <laughs> no, I, I, don't, I don't know how you should take that. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that before. Actually, yeah. From the guy that I'm working with now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Had he not, um, had he not heard you? No, he had, but he, he said the same thing that mm. when he listens to me talk and then listens to me sing. It's, it's a, quite it's a disconnect. Good, yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, again, I don't know. I think most of us are like that. Yeah. There's not a lot of, <clears throat> I don't, <clears throat> I don't hear a lot of, I should be less surprised by this, but most of the clients that come in that do sing, um, the ones that are, really inexperienced they sound like themselves when they're singing with the odd exception but the ones that that are experienced singers they almost never sound like i expect right yeah um i mean just look at take into mind all those all those amazing power singers from the 70s and the 80s totally you know like like freddie mercury freddie mercury yeah is the first name that comes to mind right amazing you know but such a deep voice when he's talking um it doesn't like there's such a such a disconnect yeah yeah anyway um okay so <clears throat> the misery signals thing happens mm-hmm. um you had a point where um they were going through a change in singers that's right yeah and you spent a couple months as their as their was it a temporary replacement or was it uh i think we were we wanted to see if it would work out as a permanent thing um i think i went there for a week or two they to um, almost like audition or yeah just in close to wisconsin okay close to wisconsin (laughs) milwaukee <laughs> I, I think they, was, they, I, they I lived in why. Racine, which is just kind of a, a smaller city. Anyway, I, don't, I thought they were still in Vancouver at that point. No, no, that well, that's where Ryan, Ryan, Morgan, Brandon, Morgan, and Kyle Johnson lived. Anyway, so I think okay. that's sort of where the band formed. I don't know too much beyond that, but fair enough. So yeah, they you know I, I went down there to try it out and I was pretty hyped on that idea like that to me that was kind of blowing my mind right because you know to this day they're still one of my favorite bands nice um so yeah I again that was in a way it was I felt like I was well over my head um (laughs) just you know the the skill level that those dudes are at and I don't know maybe I, I sort of felt like I don't I really want to do this. I don't think I can though, you know, it's sort of how I felt. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, totally lost my voice, which sucked. Right. Time. Yeah. That's, um, you, you had some throat infection or something that just, man, it's one or, of those or, things. Or brain took over and like sabotaged one, you. <laughs> yeah. It could have been a, yeah, it could have been a multitude of things, but, uh, it's, you know, if you think of important moments in your life whether mm-hmm. they're positive or negative 
it's inexplicable. Sometimes it right. just, yeah, <laughs> it just happens and that uh, you get redirected in a way. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it sucked. I don't doubt. Yeah. Yeah, I was super bummed. Because I, I, um, I, I worked with them. Um, I teched a show here in town with them, I don't know, two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, that was the first I'd heard the new singer. Because they've, they, they've been on the same guy now for since then, right? Yeah. Like, well, you know, actually, um, I, I think I had read somewhere. I don't know this is if this is like totally factual because I haven't actually talked to any of them. Okay. But I think they're working on a new record and Jesse is back singing with them, mm. which I am psyched on. He was the original, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I, I, I think I'd heard that too. Yeah. Um, although I might've heard that through you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, very cool. Yeah. But I, I remember thinking, I remember thinking that, Actually, I think you were in the crowd for that, for that night too, um, at Avenue Theater. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that you called me over because you were doing sound for them. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, I forget where I was going with that. Yeah. Right. Whatever. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, uh, that happens. A You're lot. doing good, man. No, yeah. thanks, man. I, I mean, that. I don't know anything about doing podcasts, but it's, it's, it seems <laughs> nor all do right we. to me. Yeah, nor do we. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so after the Misery Signals thing, um, how long was it before you started working on on your um, on your film? Because that's 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 kind of where I want to go next. Okay, uh, I think there was a large gap of time where I didn't really do anything creative. Okay, so. With music or otherwise. Well, I remember I remember sitting in a mucho burrito, um, eating whatever it was. Probably a burrito. Probably. You know what? That might have been that might have been the day that I discovered burrito bowls. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I remember I remember sitting. <laughs> well, it has the word in a, burrito in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I remember sitting in a mucho burrito with you, um, basically talking through. Um, all of these creative ideas that you wanted to pursue and then understanding that you were kind of stalled with all of them because you wanted to pursue all of them. And and it was so hard to focus on, Mm -hmm. on one and ignore the others. Yeah. Um, like there was, I think you would, you talked about writing a book, Mm -hmm. you talked about, um, other short films and stuff. Yeah. 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 Um and then yeah, okay, so so that eventually led to to the film that you made. Mm-hmm. Um, which was uh, we could do an we could do an entire podcast just on on the shitstorm that this thing was. Yeah. Um, and still is. And still is. <laughs> That's right. Uh joy to catch you up. This was the film that I I was working on audio post for it in 2013. Okay. Was that the year it was? That was, that was that was that was December of twenty thirteen. You came up and we spent five days right. in here working on it. Okay. Um Yeah, so, so over three four, years ago. Three yeah, three, four years ago. Yeah, because it was it was December twenty third, right right at the end of twenty thirteen. Okay. Um and we stalled 
at the point where we realized that that the location audio guy that filmed all the dialogue had poor mic technique <laughs> and it was it was a film yeah that really sucked <laughs> it was a film that um it was filmed on the side of the ocean yeah. beautiful location shot i still have that cut from 2013 on the computer here oh you do oh yeah i love it it I is want, beautiful it is it really is yeah and so what the guy did was on some shots that were or on the shots that were, were they were they were focused on the actor that was facing the ocean the mic would be facing away from the ocean but on the 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 character that had his back to the ocean the the um the the live sound guy had the mic off camera facing at the actor at the ocean and so there's just oh. a ton of all, surf noise. Yeah. yeah. And just tied. Yeah. And of course we we uh, we realized yeah. too late that it was um it was salvageable if we had a lot of the original audio, but because the film had been edited and the uh, I think the mistake that you had made was um was consolidating all that audio to the film cuts. And so the the surf sound was cutting in and out, right? Anyway, so that that was the point where we we decided to call an end to the session, and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I gave you like this laundry list of things. Okay, yeah, go and find all of this stuff, or, or or you know what, just send me all of the audio, and I'll try to for- sort it all out. But yeah, yeah, it was remember, it was a bit of a mess. Yeah, I remember feeling very overwhelmed by that. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I've been on film sets. I I know what it's like. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and and. and Unfortunately for the for the kid, because it, it was a kid that was that was doing it. He was yeah. uh, like a like a new. He was grad going to school at the time for sound. He just engineering didn't. Anything. He just didn't know. I don't think that, he knew. That's right? fair. Yeah, and it, and it was probably it was probably easy to miss if if the because you guys probably focused a lot on on one character at a time, getting a lot of a lot of dialogue. It was probably wasn't as much going back and forth, shot wise. Um, well, how we, I mean, I think how we shot it, it was pretty standard. We would set up, set up the shot. Mm-hmm. So the, the camera and get the angle we wanted and everything. And then run through the entire film. Oh yeah. Like run through all the dialogue, then right. set up for the next shot. Do it again. So it, it would be really easy to miss the, him hearing in his headphones. He just get, would get used to the surf sound in the microphone and not notice that there's change back and forth. Yeah. Right. I could see that being. I could see that being really easy to miss. Yeah. And I think we had determined that the lapel, the audio from the lapel mics was pretty much unusable. I they might, usually are. Yeah. I might be able to salvage a lot of that now. Um, I I got some new um, restoration software and like forensic software. Okay. That I might be able to salvage a lot of that now. Yeah. Those tools are awesome. Yeah. Um, and so there's, there's a lot more potential. The the technology existed back then. I just, you didn't know about it. Couldn't afford it. Didn't put the, or it it was, it was, yeah, it was either that I either didn't know about it or I couldn't afford it because there was a period where I found out about it, but couldn't afford it. Yeah. 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 So, well, and and the film's being worked on, or sorry, the, Mm -hmm. yeah, a couple guys that I know are, um, yeah, they're composing. Did you ever get any of the dialogue replaced? No. 
No, I still need to do that. And that's... Are you just going to do ADR or... I have no idea what I'm going to do. Yeah. Yeah. You, I haven't even got that far because we, I haven't been able to get in touch with my friend John Jay who played the devil. Right. I don't know where he is. Oh, really? Yeah, I have no idea. Oh, and it's fun, I can't get in touch with him. Oh, so. man. <laughs> oh, that's rough. Yeah. His phone, it, yeah, must be a different number now. <laughs> but I, I mean, whatever. I'm not too stressed about it. Like you know, I mentioned what? to you, like I'm in no hurry to finish it. it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been it's been three years since. Yeah. Have you um, have you recut it since then? Mm, very very minor. Okay. Adjustments. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nothing major. Okay. Let's um, let's shift back to the beginning of the movie or how the movie came about. Um. You started with an idea, mm-hmm. and when we, the very first session that, that you and I did here at the studio in 2011 or 2012 or whatever that was, um, that was intending to be, like your, your intentions for, the, for it were to be a seven-minute film. Yeah. That was the original intention. Mm-hmm. So how did it go? I'm going to set this up and, and have you kind of walk through the story as much as you want. How did it go from a seven-minute idea to a 45 minute script to a 20 minute, 20 film. minute film uh a complete lack of experience <laughs> okay yeah a complete and utter lack of experience that's how that happened um you know a friend of mine started helping me write it and then i continued on and yeah sort of the next thing i know it's like wow i have way too much dialogue like this is, you know, I sort of timed it through. It's like, yeah, this is going to be like a forty-five minute long film mm. and really boring. <laughs> you know, a re- Kevin Smith film. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and then the uh, the guy that I got as uh, the DOP, he, mm. uh, yeah, he sort of gave me some some. Well, he coached me through it, and he was like, "Yeah, you got to really cut this down." Okay, so, cool. Uh, we did. Didn't you have some issues with um, with one of the actors and mm-hmm. and remembering his lines? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that was the yeah that was a huge bummer for me. Right. Yeah. Again, complete and utter lack of experience as a writer and as a director. Okay. And you know when we were facing that, it's like I have no idea how to deal with it. This guy, said, you know, I'm paying this actor. He's a professional actor. This is his job. Mm-hmm. To remember his lines, and he couldn't do it. I don't know. I don't know what was going on. That was really strange. Right. Yeah. Um, to give some context to that, uh, the one of the actors, forty-five minutes of dialogue. I, I I don't think you cut much down before you started filming, right? No. Um, forty-five minutes of dialogue. The one guy came in and knew every line for both actors the entire film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. He did an excellent job. Yeah, he, he took it very seriously. And, uh, I'll show it to you one day. The like, it's it's just like his performance is brilliant. The other guy had so much potential. Like you could see, yeah, you could see um, some amazing things come out of him in small little glimpses. Mm-hmm. But you could also see him reading. 
yeah. the script um, instead of having having lines memorized. Yeah, pretty much reading it. Yeah, and there, there were, were well, yeah, there were there were you know for several several takes and several shots, it would you know he'd be able to memorize like two lines at a time. And, yeah, and that's how we had to get through it, and it was awful. Yeah, I I know there were um, during that 2013 session, you were telling me that there were important chunks of the story, and and it, it's one of my one of my gripes with the um, with the film is there's important chunks of the story that are seemingly absent. Mm-hmm. And largely in part because he didn't get any takes where it didn't look like he was reading. Um, yeah, yeah, which makes the which makes the story a little more abstract, <laughs> and it it still kind of works, mm-hmm. right? Um, but there's definitely like there's definitely some pieces missing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There is. <laughs> it's really unfortunate. I'm super bummed about it. I mean, it it doesn't bother me so much anymore. Like, you know, right. I had time to come to terms with that reality. But, uh, I mean, yeah, in the end, it'll tell us about it'll the be okay. um, tell us about the location of it because that was a like it's a beautiful, yeah. beautiful background, beautiful scenery. So we we were in Tofino. Oh, is that where that was? Yeah. Okay. So that's a section of Long Beach, actually. Long Beach and Tofino. Yeah, and it was um, it was reservation land. Yeah. And uh, you know, I had just gone and talked to the right person. They let us shoot there for free, which was rad. Awesome. Yeah, for four days, I think. Now, did you guys have to rent that beach house? Yeah, I rented the house for, for all the, the all the crew, all of us to stay in. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I mean. It, it was ambitious. Yeah. Um, and again, uh, you know, yeah, I've, I've felt like I was just scrambling just to sort of make sure everybody had what they <laughs> needed to do to do their jobs. And right. Cause I was, you, you know, essentially I was producing and directing and writing. And, yeah. And that's tough. Yeah. It was um, way too much. I could understand the writing and the directing. <clears throat> right. But to throw in all the producer responsibilities on top of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I had somebody helping me do that, but she, that person dropped out of the project early on. Oh yeah. Right. Oh, that right. would suck. Yeah. Cause I, I've seen what producers do and like what directors do and it would be hard to do both. Yeah. I hadn't, yeah, I was scrambling for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think at, at one point I had the wherewithal to ask the DOP and, uh, and you know, his friend, like, like, how am I doing <laughs> as a director? Like, am I doing okay? And they were like, well, <laughs> try this and try this. So I, I was just learning. It was way too ambitious a project, but. You, you know what? If, if you hadn't have tried it, you wouldn't know. Yeah. Right. And if you were to, if you were to redo it now, um, you would be far more prepared mm-hmm. and everything about it would be, would go far smoother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you, this is an interesting story cause I actually know a lot of the details, but how did you pay for the damn thing? Uh, yes. Well, I, I sold a lot of stuff. Okay. To pay for it myself. Um, there was a friend of mine that said he would match dollar for dollar what I put in. Very cool. 
And then when the time came to get that money, he conveniently was not able to. (laughs) Fair enough. So my parents helped a lot and I had to sell some more stuff. Yeah, pretty much everything I had went into it. Did you go into, um, did you go into any debt for it? Just to my parents. Okay. Yeah. That's handy. Yeah. Other than that, no. Yeah. Uh, any idea, and you don't, by all means, you don't have to throw out a number, um, but any idea what the cost of it is so far? Yeah. 13,000. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's not so bad. Yeah. I was, I was thinking it was two or three times that by now. No. Okay. No, I haven't pursued, you know, in, in trying to get it done. Um, Yeah. I just, I'm not willing to, to, uh, well, I just don't have any resources left. I don't have right. any funding left. Yeah. Um, so I have to do it, find cheap ways of doing it. So fair enough. Yeah. I, the guys that are working on the score, you know, um, I was up front with them, you know, with a certain amount and it's not very much money. Right. And, uh, I said, you'll at least get that, that much, you know, right. And, uh, I think they're doing, I, it's been a long time, but I went over there and heard what they're doing and I was like, these dudes know what they're doing. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. They're coming up with some really great stuff. Nice. Um, so. and you mentioned they're, they, they're a couple of guys that work with Bioware. Is that right? Yeah. I think they contract. Okay. Uh, so they, they edit all, uh, a lot of dialogue for mm. video games that Bioware is behind. So sweet. That yeah. sounds commonplace for Bioware. To contract stuff. Yeah, yeah. there's only like three full-time audio guys. And See, then they got... contract like the rest. Yeah. I always thought it was just two that they had locally. I don't know. It, yeah. It's a very small full-time team. And then yeah. they will get others involved with a short-time uh, contract. Even their QA is like that, where the majority okay. of their quality assurance is contract workers and you sign a one year contract with them and mm. then you're done. I take on that kind of work. Yeah. Why not? Man? I've, I've, yeah. I've seen it's, the contract cause I, I tried to get a job at Bioware. It's, <laughs> I, I don't know a lot about it, but from the way uh, those guys had talked about it, when the work comes in, it's a flood, Yeah, yeah. you know? So I'm sure there's, that's what I hear. A piece too, of the yeah. pie for you, if you want. Yeah, it. from the stories I've heard from um, some of the guys from Bioware, because they do bug us at Long McQuaid when they need stuff. Okay. Mm. Um, there's very few of them, but when things need to get done, it needs to get done quickly. So they contract like a bunch of people to yeah. do that work. Get your name on the list, man. I think I'm gonna have to track them down. Yeah. Why not? Ex- exactly. Why not? Yeah. Right? You have everything you need. You can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Where did I want to go? Uh, so you have these guys working on the working on the score. Are are they not also working on um, on cleaning up the, they are, the audio yeah. track? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, they have they've been doing that now for a while. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> they kind of, you know they know exactly you know because they know exactly what they're doing. I, I showed them you know what you and I were working with. Right. They were kind of like, yeah, that's not going to be perfect, Yeah, of course. But they're like, yeah, we have some ways we can 
make it work for you. So, cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so I guess that brings us up to up to what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, you're working a full-time job mm-hmm. ish. Yes. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's tra- pending trades, the weather. Trades, right. Yeah. Pending yeah. the weather. Um, which is why you're here today. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> the weather Thankfully, sucks. I have no problem with being here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you're working on some new music finally. Yeah. Uh, how did this come about? Uh, well, I'd always. So it's a good friend of mine, Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, he lives in Fort McMurray with his family, and. Um, him and I have always kept in touch throughout the years since we met. And we both, you know, we just sort of felt like we don't really have any outlet. Right. And we, we really do enjoy working together. Cool. And we just thought, let's just do it just for us. Just as, just to have it because otherwise, I don't know, it feels like, you just start to lose your mind if you can't get some of this stuff out. So it's easy to it's easy to go a long time. Joey's going through it right now, where it, it you're just not doing anything super creative, satisfying, that kind of thing. I know you you've been struggling with it, right? Um musically, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I have some other outlets that I haven't been struggling with, but that's true. Like I've non-music been drawing really. and stuff. Like I've been inspired to do that, but music-wise, no. And it it's it it's so it's so amazing to me anyway how fast the time goes by mm. where you realize, holy crap, it's been X amount of days, months, years that yeah. since I last did anything. Um, yeah. It's depressing. Uh, be fair. <laughs> yeah, right. My know. problem isn't necessarily coming up with ideas. My problem is usually making those ideas into something bigger as a collective. Right. I could do a 30 second idea. No problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we, you know, we started talking about that. Um, started, you know, sort of discussing the logistics of right. how we would do this, obviously having to do it long distance. Um, yeah, so we just started, you know, getting serious about writing some stuff and sending each other ideas back and forth. You know, it wasn't too long before we had something that we could, you know, that was worth getting together for to right. to work it out. So, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, how would you describe the new project? Like we asked, asked you to classify the right. Hollywood ending. How would you classify what you guys are doing now? Or, or is it even, is it even something that might, that might drastically change from song to song? Um, if, if, if it's up to me, it won't drastically change. <laughs> okay. Uh, I guess, I don't know. It, it, it's still, it, it's still somewhat aggressive, like the stuff that I'm used to doing. Right. It's, you know, there are. It's taking on a, a, a maturity to it, though. You think so? I think so. Yeah. Um, 
from what I remember from the Hollywood ending to even the early stuff you did with Misery Signals to now. Okay. Um, there's definitely, especially once, because um, we're using we're using a one of the new thrice um, the the new thrice album as a reference track, um, and. Did Thrice recently release 2016? 2016, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll have to check that out. I didn't find out about it until, in fact, Sunday. Spotify. (laughs) (laughs) I still have it saved on mine. Yeah. Um, Comparing or using that as a reference to help us guide where you want the new song to go. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's... With tones. Tones and with with mood and with all that it's showing a maturity which is realistic because you're you're not a teenager anymore right no no i'm no. not <laughs> although sometimes it still feels like it right well i still act like <laughs> yeah, yeah complete yeah. idiot. my girlfriend calls me eight years old all the time yeah well that's a that's a boy versus girl thing I have a I have well, a tattoo. Considering that specifically she's ten years, ten years younger, younger than, you, than yeah. me, and yeah. maturity wise, I'm like ten years younger than her. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty standard. I think. I think so. Yeah, that's why. That's why dudes in you know eras past used to young, uh, marry such young women because by the time, by the time the women were mature. Or that, rather, say by the time the girls were mature, the dudes were finally starting to mature, mm-hmm. and so a twenty-year difference doesn't seem so. I'm sure that's one of the reasons. Yeah, uh, I'm, 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 I'm sure well, that I'm well aware <laughs> that I am a grown-up child. <laughs> <laughs> um, so back on topic here, right? Um, what was the topic? I don't know. I don't know. Oh yeah, um, talking about the new. The new direction of the songs. Yeah. Um, do you guys have? This is the first of many. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would I expect. Uh, do you guys have more ideas already in the works? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're already working on. Yeah. On the next stuff. On and, the next one. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and it's you know it's going to be very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the idea is you know we'll try and get a few more put together and and um, see if we can fit them all into a small release or some, of some kind. Very cool. Yeah. Um, would you want to be taking it as far as like a, like an album release show maybe put together? Cause there's just the two of you right now, mm-hmm. but maybe putting together like a three or four piece band to, to if perform. that opportunity presents itself. Sure. But right. for now, yeah, I'm just focused on writing and, and getting this stuff recorded. So cool. Is there, um, <clears throat> Actually, that reminds me of the other thought that I had yesterday about what to pick your brain on. Tell me how you guys are recording this. <laughs> <laughs> we're tracking it all in GarageBand, actually. Right. Yeah. At least we started doing that. We might not continue to do that. But. Now that you've struggled with... See, I told you it would come in and cut us off. That was a good time to stop. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, we'll throw up in the show notes um, places where people can find out about you and your stuff. Okay. And um, I guess that's the end of it because that's. Follow our hosts on Twitter 
at Two Bodies of Water. You got that mic in a comfortable spot yet? I'm still working on it. At Joey R. Engineer. I can't even talk. I don't remember what my point was. This is a boring podcast. Um, I realize at the end of this, we didn't introduce ourselves. On to the internet you go. Go switch off.